0: You are listening to The Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about The Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media.
1: Welcome to Season 8, Episode 8 of The Amen
0: Corner. He's David Kirk. And he's Brad Rothschild.
1: I feel like we're a little bit more chipper. At I mean... We can be a little bit more chipper. Yeah,
0: I feel like, you know, it's... Well, there was there was a, a
1: little bit of good news. Yeah, but also, you know, as time goes on, we're... Right, you have you know, to, like... Re, regaining control over our lives a little right. bit. There uh, has been some good news. It was just Thanksgiving. Hope you had a good oh Thanksgiving. Oh, my God. Did you
0: have a nice Thanksgiving?
1: Yeah, it was light, nice and uh, uneventful. And I feel like, at this point, uneventful is... The best How was the parade? Kind of Thanksgiving. How was the parade? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did you did you go? I never go. Did you watch? It? Why? Why would I it's do? Right it near your parade? house. Yeah, but why would I do that?
0: <laughs> why? We used to. My dad would take us every year.
1: Yeah. Again, when we were kids, we talked about this. Like, I know. We I watch saw, it
0: though. We have it on the TV from when it starts. Back, you don't have to really in watch. in the background.
1: You're not really watching. Not You're really, really watching. watching. If you're on if you're watching on TV and I have a friend who is an on Corner yeah. listener who watches every year, who watches the parade every year, mm-hmm. and it makes him feel close to New York, I think. But if if you're watching this on TV, what are you looking out for? What do you want to see? The highest I don't know. high band are you looking to what, see.
0: And what bothers me most is like when they have all these like, you know, stars on and they they're so them. obviously lip syncing well, that it's you know, whatever. I that when we used me. to go it was more fun to watch like the high school bands and the floats. Yeah, because you were so like nine, summer, right,
1: right? It's the balloons. You're there to watch the balloons.
0: Um, the uh, uh, so that, but it's really it's become in my house the preview to the dog show, oh, which is what Christ. people sit down and watch. Jesus Christ! Yeah, we've become such a dog family. I, the golden retrievers got robbed yet again.
1: You know, interestingly. The football games had halftime shows this year. Yeah, which which to me is like, wait, they didn't used to do this, and like we're watching, we're like, is this a Super Bowl? Like, why is Dolly Parton right. in the halftime show? I know, I know. I don't know if you saw that, but Dolly Parton is seventy seven years old, and she came out dressed like a Dallas, right. Dallas Cowboy Cowboys cheerleader. cheerleader. I know, and she actually, I mean, her face obviously had a lot of work, and her right, body right. has had a lot of work, but she she looked pretty good what was and, like and uh, hold on hold on my 15 year old nephew is sitting next to me on the couch <laughs> Ezra Ezra, and he's texting with his friends and one of his friends is like dude she's hot <laughs> I'm like also Ezra um, what? what on what the
0: and uh, I have a big uh college chat that's going from um and a couple of the women on it were like pretty psyched that Cher was going to be on the uh in the parade, I'm like, I was like, I didn't even realize Cher was still. A long well, time.
1: who gets excited about she's Cher?
0: Same, she's the same age as uh, Dolly but, Parton.
1: But Dolly Parton is more of an icon, although Cher is an icon. Cher, come on, come on. But I feel like Dolly Parton is still making music that people right. are listening to. I think she made some rock album recently. I don't know if it was good uh, or not. I'm not listening to it. But you know you got to give the woman credit. <laughs> you do. But I was just confused as to why there was a big halftime show yeah. in the football games on Thanksgiving. I don't know. It didn't don't bother know. me, mind you. I was just you know curious as to when this became a thing. And how did you, how your meal go? Uneventful, which is I, all you can
0: hope for. I I completely overate, like to the point uh, where I was like in pain.
1: Wait, you. Are like the only person in America who who at Thanksgiving? Is that what you're saying? No,
0: but I'm saying I. I was most concerned with, with my overeating, uh-huh. and here's the problem: you can't have hors d'oeuvres mm. on Thanksgiving. You got to go straight into the meal. I mean, we had there was a ginormous charcuterie, charcuterie plate. How do you avoid just eating the charcuterie plate? Oh, shrimp yeah. cocktail, shrimp cocktail, shrimp is like. It's like a potato chip. You can't just have one. You can't just have
1: ten. I would say it's better if you're going to eat like ten of anything. It's better to have ten shrimp than ten potato chips.
0: So. Well, yeah, okay, but still, the, 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 the impulse is very. Is very yeah, but then, I mean, like, and then there was a whole bad. bunch of other stuff like cheese squares. Blah, 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 I was drunk and full by the time we sat down for the meal,
1: and then you ate. Yeah, yeah, I feel. And like then I, dessert
0: was great. They had great desserts, including. Pecan pie. What's that from? Pecan pie. What a Thank you. You didn't even hesitate. That text. No, I mean, come on. That's excellent. Of course, you know I've been annoying Lauren because I've been walking around going pecan pie. I'm sure she's ready to punch you <laughs> full in the face. Exactly.
1: Yeah, I feel like other than the turkey, like there's a lot of carbs at Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: So I mean I mean you're
1: eating pie the next day and you're like, do I really want to have and you're like, of course, I was so glad I went for a run
0: on Thursday morning. And then I went for an even longer run yesterday morning.
1: You're gonna have to run like halfway across the country to work off all the pie. Yeah. 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 yeah, It's a lot of pie. We had like multiple types of pie besides your favorite pecan pie.
0: We had yeah, we had we didn't we we had pecan pie, we had apple cake, we had
1: cookies some we others. had at least five different kinds of pie were served wow it was out of control it's enormous it's out of control so yeah. i ended up bringing a bunch of pie downstairs to the guy selling christmas trees on our block for, oh. the, for the first time ever on our block we have a tree stand nice is yeah. the guy french canadian There are three French-Canadian dudes. (laughs) I brought them some pie on Thanksgiving Eve – Thanksgiving night, rather. Uh Um, They were appreciative. It wasn't too cold on Thursday and Friday, so they were pretty happy. How about the doorman? Uh, We always get to the doorman. Yeah.
0: Those guys must be just swimming in food on – the holidays yeah, when they were. You
1: know, you would think, I don't think that as many people as one would imagine actually. Are we live.
0: always used to, if we were around for a holiday, we always used to go with the guys. You also the,
1: lived in a very large building. Yeah. Right? And a building that's slightly smaller. Right. You would think because everybody know, like, we know them so right. well. Like, oh, no, you just bring Steve, the doorman, some food. But not everybody thinks about it. Right and of course, in a building like ours, you got a bunch of people who just aren't around on Thanksgiving. right yeah, yeah. Um, and I always feel badly like you know, these guys are working on the holidays, yeah uh,
0: now so, it's, and then you got a, it's tip season too that's coming up. and then we you had one have, guy he was like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh, he wasn't I'm, as helpful. Oh, he was kind of like a dick. why reminding you. That if you didn't, Uh, you didn't tip him well. Yeah, yeah. it was this crazy psychology thing. His name was Slot. Like, oh, Slot's getting mean. Got to make sure we give him a good tip.
1: It worked. They were a good crew.
0: We always, I was, you know, there was a you could give to the all of them and they could split it, but I gave them individually. We don't give them.
1: them, Yeah, you you have to tip everyone individually and you know, we have two sides of our building, right. the 89th yeah. Street side and the 90th Street side, but it's really essentially one building. Right. But there are doormen who are only on the 89th, 89th Street side. Street side, right. So we don't give them as much, but we still, like, we go we through the need- list and we're like, okay, we have to give X amount right. to this right. guy exactly. and Y to that guy. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And you cannot tip them in pie, apparently. You cannot they tip them They want cash. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was funny, um...
0: Yeah, so we, I remember those guys really well. They were great and super helpful once we had Maddie and so on and so forth. But Maddie Maddie had a crush on one of them. Like we'd be in the we'd be in the elevator and we'd say, Oh, I I can't remember his name, is is at the desk. And she'd like take out her pacifier and yeah. march over to see him. Nice. There you go. Yeah, it was pretty
1: fun. We had one That's a
0: great it's a kind of cool aspect of living in New York. It's Absolutely. Like, were like you know, Hezzy, one of the doormen uh, not doormen, one of the supers, like helped me put together like Maddie's bed. And when she got a big girl bed and you know, other toys and crap like that, which was great. Those guys were awesome. We, I love those guys.
1: We used to have this very large Russian store man named Walter. Yeah. And Walter was intimidating as hell for people who <laughs> did not live in the building, <laughs> right, which is right. exactly what you want. want right. Or you want a cossack right. standing there and making sure nobody gets in. Right. But had such a soft spot for all of the kids in the building. He was a really nice guy. And uh, I know like three words in Russian. And yeah. when Jordan was like two or three years old, I was like, I want you to go up to Walter and say kagdila. And Jordan walked up to him and he said it. And Walter's like, Jordan, you speak <laughs> Russian? <laughs> and that was it. That was it. He owned walter he <laughs> had a hook line and sinker and every time he would see him like they would just start
0: yeah, that's the kind of thing i miss about living in the city right like to this day we've lived we've lived in maryland for 15 and then a half years already it's crazy to this day something busts in the house i'm like can't i just call Hezi? yeah no, <laughs> and, you cannot. and then there was the there, there was the the kurdish fruit man who love on the corner who just loved maddie and we would get just stop and talk and talk and talk and then he'd slip in like extra fruit then he'd throw us some some turkish that's bread that he right. had like under makes the sense. thing that no that only certain people got he's, he's, and so on and so
1: forth the these people they're in now you know
0: I, I see my neighbors i wave to some of them yeah, Whatever.
1: Nobody's we have friends across the street but yeah there's no neighbor there's there's no turkish bread in your neighborhood i can guarantee you that no some huh. of these guys in the building have known the kids since before they were born. Like our kids, yeah. like know know them. Like they, you know, they've seen them yeah. their entire lives, and it's it's like that's something special about New York yeah. City, I tell you. It really uh, is, and yeah. of course, at this time of year, this
0: time of year, is... everybody gets ready for that.
1: Yeah. What do you got for me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was expensive, man. man it was every expensive. year it gets
1: more expensive. I hate so. To tell you.
0: I remember, but you know what, like. It was an investment in your other, you know, days, you know.
1: No, it's if your fault. Sly wasn't uh, tipped
0: appropriately. He wasn't helping you with all the crap that, you know, when you pulled up in the taxi with all kinds of crap in the back of it. Yeah. Like
1: I don't I don't worry about these guys not helping if we don't if they don't like the tip. he
0: was the only one, but I think he was making it very clear that yeah, he was not, not cool. going to be the, He's not cool on again. the spot.
1: Yeah, there was one guy who used to work here who was always like just a split second too late to get the door for you <laughs> and just not there when you were walking through with like 17. That's why he like
0: used guys. to work there.
1: Well, he retired. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was not, you know, and every year you're like, well, fuck that guy. Why do we have to give him money? <laughs> and of course you do because they all talk to each other. Right, right, right. You can't not give. Yep. Uh, yeah yep. and then you do run the risk of having somebody really pissed at you at the front door <laughs> yeah there was but one guy night. Th- there it- was one guy who used to work here who um we had an event one night and yeah. um we sent invitations it was like one of these organizations i'm involved with yeah somebody showed up a week early like got the dates mixed up right, and right, like, right. instead of the following tuesday showed up that tuesday and we weren't home. There was like a babysitter here. The kids were little. Yeah. And the doorman didn't call. He just sent, up, sent him oh, upstairs. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. I was pissed. I'm yeah, like, what are you that, doing? What's like, the point like, of having a doorman? Yeah, sending some random person up to the door, up to our apartment when there's a babysitter there. I'm like, man, that's not good. That's not and cool. every year, I'm like, fuck that guy. We're not giving him a fucking penny. And, you know, Michelle was always like, you got to be nice to these guys because, you know. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a problem. That it's was a expensive,
0: problem. but it's a great time to be in the city. Uh, yeah. This this time of year.
1: There's another guy who I actually saw this morning. He doesn't work very often, but not this past summer, but two summers ago, my friend Ofi's son, Adar, was here staying uh-huh. with us for like a week after right. Finishing his military service right. and traveling through South America, and I don't know how this happened, but he went out, and we would always leave the door unlocked for him to, to come in. Come back, yeah. I must have absentmindedly just locked the door without even thinking. Right, right, right. Because right. I told him, I'm like, listen, man, you come and go as you please. You're an adult, right, right. And uh, I turned my phone off at night so the ringer right. doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't, ring. And um, for whatever reason, I woke up at four in the morning and I looked at my phone and Andar was sending me all of these texts. Like, (laughs) was he in the hallway? He came into the building, went upstairs, could not unlock the door, went back down to the lobby. And instead of the doorman just calling us, he let him sleep and he fell asleep in the lobby for like four hours waiting. I'm like, oh my God, I felt so bad. And I'm like, why didn't this jackass just call the call upstairs? Because the, the house phone would have. But I guess we've been in the army, there's worse places to sleep. He didn't care. I thought it was fine. Because, like you just said, he'd been through a hell of a lot worse than sleeping on a bench in the lobby of my building. But I felt like
0: shit. And it wasn't, it's not exactly a
1: bench. I no, mean, no, it's padded. No, it's a stone bench. Wait. Which in the lobby there's like there's like furniture there. Yeah, there are chairs and there's yeah, also there's no couch? A, there is no couch. There is no couch. There's a oh, stone. I thought there was bench. a couch. I've never done Next time you come here, you will look when you I, thought, look, I know the chairs, when but you I walk there's a in couch there. Yeah, when you walk in and walk to the right to get to our elevator yeah. bank. You will see right before you make that right on the side, there's yeah. a stone. I okay. never noticed it under the mirror, up against the wall. I'm always assuming it's like a like a padded couch. It is not comfortable. He was fine. Adar was not complaining, but I was like, <laughs> "This motherfucker at the door should have called us." Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, "Oh, he gave me a key, but the key we couldn't figure out how to work the key." I'm like, "Just call." Why didn't you call? <laughs>
0: and of
1: course, from that, did you give, like, Did you give that guy money at Christmas? Well, that's the thing. I don't want to give him a dime at all. Like I still don't talk to him. I still that, don't talk to this guy, but like gotta sounds like, him you got to you got to do something. Yeah, do that shit's, that shit's out of control. Yeah. yeah. Anyway.
0: So, uh now it's Thanksgiving and Christmas. It's Christmas time. So, you know, like I said, there's been some good news. Some yeah, uh, hostages some have been, hostages been released. Hostages have been released. Some One thing I'm outraged about though is that I mean, of many things I'm outraged about, about many things, that little girl who turned four on Friday, they still haven't released her.
1: There are a lot of people who haven't released.
0: I know, I know, I know. But like, there's been some media attention on her. And I just, I guess it's, you know, and like, they really, they've released a lot of kids and Women and so on and so forth. But uh, I Focus mean, on her are, because I look at her like with curly hair and so on. I see my kids, my daughters.
1: There, listen. There was a girl who was uh, returned home yesterday, and her mother wasn't. And they had said that families would be returned together. Right. right. There are a lot. I mean, look, this is a horrible situation. Horrible. We yep. um, <clears throat> we had. I, I told you about this. We had a, a fundraiser in our apartment. Mm-hmm. for one of the kibbutzim in the south right. that had been decimated right and that was this past week um it wasn't kinda, someone
0: from the kibbutz
1: yeah, at place? yeah. two people well oh, oh, this one guy who grew up on the kibbutz whose parents still live there and they were there on October the night of, on the morning of october 7th the night before the kibbutz was celebrating its 77th Wow. Anniversary. It's older than the state. It is older than the state and everybody was there and everybody was celebrating. And then the next morning, literally all hell broke loose. Right. And to have somebody in your apartment telling you the story of how they survived the attack and you hear it with your ears and you're looking at these people. Right. It's not like reading reading about it. Yeah. I'm going to share a story. With you, and it's fucking horrible. But I want I want our listeners to hear it. So the guy was here with his fiance. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They're in their they're maybe thirty years old. Mm -hmm. They're they're young, and they they were in the house with his parents. Mm -hmm. And they were in the safe room while Mm -hmm. the attacks were going on, and they were all on their WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. and they all and they heard all the stuff that was going on. They knew what was happening. Around right, them. right, right. They knew that people were being being murdered. Murdered. They knew that people were women were being raped. Mm-hmm. They knew that houses were being set on fire. They knew right. and the fiance, the woman, looked at her her boyfriend or fiancé, and she said to him, If they come in, kill me before they can take me. <sighs> And you hear that. And even as I'm retelling the story, the hair in my arm yeah, is yeah, yeah. Up, like, this is, a, this is awful. Like, these yeah. are beautiful young people right. who are just living regular, trying to live a regular, regular life. Uh, and right. they are in abject terror to the point where they're making a decision about how they want to die. And it's from one night, you're, you're totally normal. And then the next right. day. Right. Your life was never going to be the same. Like after, like to have to go through yeah. that thought process—that is just chilling.
0: It's to so go it's, through
1: that thought process, like kill me. Yeah, rather than because I know they're going to rape me. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's. It was. I mean, you could hear a pin drop in the room when they told All us, right. so, and of course, you know, lots of tears. Right. Um, of course. And it was really important for us to hear these stories, to bear witness to what happened.
0: What's, I mean, what's stunning, I'm still stunned, is how this, the what happened on October 7th, has really faded from the kind of consciousness because of the Israeli military onslaught in Gaza. I mean, clearly, I mean, look... I, the numbers of people killed in Gaza is sort of an unimaginable number. What's of course, the number? I mean, up to not now? as not as big as Syria or what's actually happening in Darfur at the moment, where militias are just randomly killing random people in the streets. Yeah. Um, which has received no
1: attention whatsoever. Or the number of people killed in Yemen. Number of people killed in Yemen. Um, what's the number of people who have been killed in Gaza so far? It's over twelve thousand.
0: 13,300 is the last that I saw. And then and then obviously it's an undercount cuz those are the people that they can account right, for. Right, right. So anyway, but these stories are I mean, the 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 I think the hard thing for the media which there's been some media that's been quite responsible and some media that's been quite irresponsible. And it's been interesting. I I was reading something the other day from someone who who felt that at least on social media they could filter through and understand like what's a res- what what's responsible, what's irresponsible. Whereas they felt like mainstream media like the New York Times and others have been irresponsible in a variety of ways. Um, which I thought was a super interesting take. How so? Just that um like I think going back to the the the, hot, the Israelis attacked the hosp the you know, the, uh-huh, the, the hospital the, the, the yeah. hospital thing and the way in which yeah. uh Joe, whatever his name is, who's the managing editor, responded to it was like really, well, he never said we were wrong, but they ran and ran with that and it yeah. really, and used the, a picture of a bombed out structure that wasn't the hospital and so on and so forth. And I think that's what the pivot off of that was. In any event, um, I think that the, the, the obvious focus on the number of people killed in Gaza has – it should not overshadow. They, these are two separate things. They should be forefront in this conflict. But, yeah,
1: but don't you think that this the Hamas knew that this would be the world's reaction and that's part of oh, the Oh, undoubtedly,
0: yeah. undoubtedly they, they are not they are not disconnected from the world and yeah. they see this world, glo, world global opinion as a strategic asset. Yeah. in their in their fight to de- and delegitimize right. and, they're, and, it's and it's part working. of a longer term strategy. And it's working. that they and others have which is to delegitimize Israel and in the in in the eyes of global public opinion, which will ultimately help bring about its demise. So, um, I, it's, I don't, so I think that these meetings are important. The question I have is how do you, you are, you are a receptive audience. Um, how do you to To the broader American public, most of whom I don't think care. I think I don't the, think
1: you can convince people who already have are predisposed. No, I don't not think not that's, believe or no, I
0: don't think that's the case. But I think that yeah. that's actually a relatively smaller slice of the American public. I mean, if you're if you're only paying attention to the news on this issue, if you're only reading the news on this issue, if you're only on social media, you think like the entire country. But at the same time, you do want. I would think you do would want. That this these stories to be reach a broader group of people beyond Israel supporters so, so in the where,
1: world. So where and I, and this is like an honest question. Like, where did those people hear stories from? Like, how do, are they consuming these stories? Like, how do you reach people who are not reading the New York Times right. or not watching CNN? And conversely, are also not like conspiracy, right? Oriented. Community
0: organizations, churches, world affairs councils, yeah, things like that.
1: It's a, yeah. Everybody has a little bit of an of an agenda, though, right? So right. Like, like if, if you, you did, a, church... I, I assume
0: if you did a world affairs council, you'd have to like have a also have you know Palestinians or Arab Americans right. provide their perspective on things,
1: which is fine. And then Which even churches, it's like, well, what kind of church are we talking about? An evangelical church? Right. And they're already right. predisposed to believing. I mean,
0: I'm not, I'm not really sure. I just yeah, think that it's – Those are just some things off the top of my head. But I, I do think that there is um, – These are these – are, All of the stories that are coming out of this conflict are, are incredibly important. Yes. But this is the is, precipitating event for this war no and question i think it's, it needs, yeah. it needs it needs it because like i said because of the media's attention there's a big uproar in in the uk um because um it was a, a former producer for the bbc who's jewish wrote this scathing attack on the bbc that basically said that it that, that this is this incident october 7th, is is completely lost in the body of work that the BBC has done over the course of the last seven weeks. And people are outraged,
1: uh, outraged by this. I feel like people, Jewish or pro-Israel or however you want to describe, you know, those, these people pro-Israel types have been angry with the BBC for decades. Well, I have this to be honest. This anything do, new.
0: I have to be honest. Yeah. But I, I think it's particularly bad. I was on, um, not the most recent time that I was on, but the time before that, I was on, and they did a lead-in story. Uh-huh. And usually, the lead-in stories are connected to what they want to talk to the expert right. analyst. Right. The lead-in story, I was, I was sure, I was really surprised. Like you know me, I don't. First of all, at a professional level, I'm keeping it super professional. I I think that there's legitimate criticism of the mainstream media and so on and so forth. But I think that you know people take it too far and so on and so forth. Whatever. Um, I was shocked that this leading story. It was essentially incitement. Essentially incitement. So it lacked any context whatsoever. It was basically it was basically a a Gazan going through. The hallways of hospitals showing uh-huh. pictures of grievously injured children. Right.
1: It's grief porn.
0: It, it was just, you know, without.
1: So, so let me ask you for, logistically like, you are doing a remote interview. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not in the studio. yeah, no. Right. Where are you doing this from? Home? I or, it from or, my your office. office? Yeah. Okay. So are you watching the lead in story yeah. before? Yeah. Okay. So then you watch this and now they put you on the air yeah so, so how do you react or how did you react well no i just kept it strictly on the level professional
0: stephen cook right CFO, you CFO. didn't, you didn't
1: you didn't uh relate any of your comments to what you what they had just aired because
0: or... it was not because they were asking me about like you know what was going on right. with the qataris and the saudis it was right oh, yeah, after I just, i'd written I'm, that piece the curious, it had, yeah. i was on to talk about the regional context yeah and they had this kind of you know, it was just shocking, horrifying I photos think- and video coming out of... And those, are, those are terrible things. Those are stories to be told, but there was there was no context, no context. to it whatsoever. No, no journalist, no nothing. It was just whatever. I,
1: um, think, I think I told you that one of my friends in Canada uh, messaged me that he watched a segment that you had done, and he found it to be really... And I hate using these words, but fair and balanced. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's me, fair and no, balanced. He did. He found it like factual and insightful, and that it wasn't, you know, this sort of skewed look at right. what's going on. I so like the CBC. You're
0: doing a new job. Thank you. The BBC uh, does have does have its problems. I think are well documented. But of course, you can't can't say, "Oh, I'm never doing BBC," right? Um, but you can say,
1: "I'm never doing Fox."
0: I, I I put yeah. Fox in the same category as like uh, TRT, which is Turkish Radio and Television, mm. or Anadolu Agency, the pr- Press TV, which is the Iranians' English language, and so on and so forth. I won't do it. I'll do Fox affiliates like local affiliates if right. they ask me to do it. Um, but More no. and more
1: of our friends are getting their Israel-based news from Fox these days, and they're liking it.
0: Well, look, I think that there's um what did I see the other day um there was a long thread about the use of the word genocide uh
1: uh-huh.
0: uh written by an academic,
1: yeah who, on fox
0: no no no, no it was it was about it was about just generally about the use of the word genocide, uh-huh, and it was. And the the media and so what his point was the media was picking up on this Israeli scholar or whatever who you know who's quite you know far far to the left who said you know from the from the earliest days from like October tenth twelfth yeah. that this is this is a genocide and that, that the Israel is committing a genocide yeah, that, yeah and that the evidence for this is the guys the evidence that the guy brought to Barron is so incredibly thin and it's based on like early days yeah. And that he was very, very critical that outlets like MSNBC, particularly Mehdi Hassan, who has a significant history of anti-Semitism, had picked up on it and just hammered away and hammered away and hammered away and hammered away on this issue um, with the evidence of genocide being Then You can understand people saying, I'm not going to be subjected to basically this kind of ideological onslaught about how terrible, and I'm not saying all across MSNBC that hasn't been the case with you know what I've seen of it. I haven't seen many Hasan. I was just yeah. reading this thread. Um, what I, when I've been on it, I mean, I've been on a couple times with Ayman Mohieddin. It's been straight up discussion of what's going on. I've been on with uh, Ari Melber. Straight up right. discussion about what's going on. The CNN stuff I've done, I've done mostly CNN International straight up just discussion of, of what's been happening. There've been hard, hard, hard issues about, you know, numbers of civilian deaths, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been ideological. I think that yeah, but people American Jews have felt alone. Yeah. You know, we've discussed this. They felt alone. They felt abandoned by the people, especially liberal Jews. Right. By by the allies. Allies for, right. And so allies. now, and so yeah. this is the, this is the reaction. I don't, I don't, I'm not watching Fox, but I don't, blame that, yeah
1: well
0: and then you can also pick up like i wrote i read a story in the washington post yesterday there was a story of this this immigrant aid group called casa and uh yeah you
1: mentioned them right uh, and so
0: there was and so a lot members of the state assembly and the montgomery county council are threatening to it's it's, you know the aid that it gets from the funding it gets and then there was a a foundation controlled by a, a jewish family doesn't engage in any political giving and and the way in which the journalist wrote it was, you know, like I, – I thought it was – I thought there were aspects of the article where it was disingenuous. Like the discussion of – like this guy had posted from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free.
1: Yeah.
0: And – the journalists went into this discussion about well, you know others disagree about what the meaning is. that yeah. disagreement to me is essentially gaslighting um from from my perspective like it's it is not it is not we should all live together happily in a
1: in a binational in a binational state. State. it's not <laughs> yeah. it's just not
0: and so um and 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 the journalists should stop with that kind of that kind of thing, so like at every point where the people who are criticizing this immigrant aid group the journalist was like cob adding and 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 it it it, it can't just be it, again it's it's like who said it people have been saying it. you can't tell no other group is told what is their it- trigger and right. what is other than mandate. Jews? Yeah, other than Jews, right?
1: right? And we we're not the ones who can. So say that's the, why the I, I think people are migrating was, to yeah. Fox. Yeah. It's not a good thing, though. It's not no, it's not thing. a good
0: thing. I mean, it's, it's not really a good not. thing because if you think if people think that Donald Trump is their savior, although I've heard less, I'm voting for Donald Trump, and more, I'm voting for Nikki Haley.
1: I mean, look, let them <laughs> I mean, vote she's,
0: for Nikki Haley. She she's, she's at seventeen percent. Yeah, let Donald let Trump is going to be it. the nominee.
1: Yeah, let them vote for Nikki Haley as long as they quote in the uh, general provided, uh, provided. alright alright so we're right. out have exhausted our yeah. time for this week and uh, we shall be
0: alright see ya
1: alright we're out